Hey everybody, John from Horror Dads here. Welcome to a very special episode. Uh, this is atypical from our, our normal format, so if this is your first time with us, uh, welcome to the show. Um, but just so everybody knows, this is a little bit different, so we don't do our typical intro stuff, uh, and we don't have a specific theme. We jump to an interview with an individual that made a movie, um, Balsam, A Paranormal Investigation, uh, which just came out. So we hope you guys dig this one. Um, don't want to do a long preamble here, so we'll just jump right into the interview. Hope you enjoy. Since I was a kid, I was always fascinated by the possibility of there being what we called ghosts. guys welcome to a special interview episode with tony cadwell from the film balsam uh paranormal investigation is the subtitle balsam correct a paranormal investigation so welcome to the show tony what's going on man man i appreciate you guys having me excited this week with uh dropping balsam and getting to talk about it with uh fellow horror fans uh working with kane was crazy and i just can't believe we're sitting here with another Kane Hodder film that came out and especially one like this, that is, in my opinion, just a fun project that gives you an insight on how Kane is, you know? Yeah. So there's a little bit of a name brand on this project. Uh, you guys might've heard of him. His name's Kane Hodder. He's only the most iconic, uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, inconsistent and just, I, I haven't met him, but seems like the nicest fucking dude alive. Um, so he was a real treat to watch in this film. Um, but for 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 the listeners, this movie just came out yesterday. Um, uh, and as a point of clarification, if you could summarize the movie, I think that'd be productive. But before you summarize, uh, you are not Blair witching us on this, right? Like this is a true, a true story, for lack of a better this, term. This this yeah. is an actual documentary. Um, that was part of being able to work with Kane. Nothing was faked. Nothing was staged. There was no script. There was no second take. This was basically the craziest thing that I could do as a filmmaker. And I can't believe that people supported me on it is we took Kane to a haunted location with the team of investigators collectively that team has over 50 years of experience. I put them together myself, handpicked everybody. And we spent three days at this 40,000 square foot, 112 year old hotel and just filmed. And this is what happened. This is 
not no no Blair Witch. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about how this came about? I did um years ago. I did a regular horror movie called Behind the Sightings, and when you're working with the ultra low budget film, there are specific challenges when it comes to getting quality. Um, the horror industry really now is just for lack of a better way of saying it, it's jacked up. And I say that because, uh, in a way that you have filmmakers out there all over that, that love horror, that are trying to make a film, they raise money, they put a project together, they film it, they put it out there, and they never see it die. So then that kills their career because they can never make another movie again unless they find someone else to give them money to be able to make the movie or they fan raise it. So, oh, so you mean like... I'm, uh, they fund it. They say, look, invest in this opportunity. It's going to pay dividends down the road. They mm-hmm. produce it. They make it. They release it. It flops. They go to the investor and they say, hey, it didn't do quite as well as we thought. And then and then in future, they can't raise funding for it. Is that what you're saying? Not only that, um, I'm just going to be truthful because I, I, I control my product from creation to distribution. I own my own distribution company and everything because I've worked with them, working with studios and Hollywood producers. And I like to be creative and control my own creativity. Um, That being said, what happens is is these guys give their movies to distributors and the distributors don't even pay them. It's not that the movie flops, fans buy it, but that they use this fancy Hollywood accounting on math and keep these guys from actually seeing a paycheck. Mm. Oh, that's wild. All right. It's depressing to hear. Um, well, the good news is, is there's new companies coming out and people are hip to this type of ripoff. So when you see a independent horror movie on Tubi, Tubi page, an independent filmmaker can, can put his movie on or her movie on Tubi and actually see a paycheck. Um, which is which is great because when someone makes a movie, it's a business, and the ability to make future films is contingent upon people being able to purchase it and you recouping that investment, then reinvesting that initial investment into a new or bigger film and bringing people bigger and better things. And that's one of the challenges now. That's why we're not in the horror community seeing a lot of quality indie horror films, is because the filmmakers aren't getting paid. Oh, that's pretty wild. Makes sense. So, uh, you released this yesterday, December 14th was the release date. So given that you kind of own the distribution rights and process, where, where is this film currently accessible? Um, dish network, dish on demand, uh, Google play, Xbox, anything with Microsoft, Fandango, uh, Amazon is not available on Amazon. Amazon has a thing against indie filmmakers and they're starting to really have a thing against horror. So right now it's on DOD. People can rent it for $3.99 and that helps, you know, be able to make another horror movie that has iconic horror people in it by renting it. Um, Are you doing and, a physical media release of this, like a Blu-ray or DVD? Yeah. Yes, Amazon. I do have that as Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy. It's coming out the 28th. I do my releases a little different. I do um, digital first and then physical. 
Cool. Uh, just just because I think people like to watch it, and really, I think the hard we're the only hard people are the only ones that actually buy DVDs anymore. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, I feel man. that way as well. If you look uh, behind <laughs> us here, this this whole rack up here, that's all horror films. Uh, but um, yeah, so we will we'll buy a few copies, man, and we'll do a giveaway. Um, so. Everyone keep their eyes peeled toward the end of the month. Seems like uh, December 28th. Is that when you're looking to release? Yes. Yeah. So end of the year here, we will do a giveaway um, for a few of these films. Uh, yeah, for that'd everyone. be great to give these away. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll buy those up, man. And we'll uh, raffle them off. But you, you asked how this came about. I did, I did my first movie and then I was sitting around and I, I, I was thinking, what can I do next? And when you're looking at a micro budget, it's, it's like, okay, I don't want to tackle too much. I want to tackle something that's interesting. And I'm not a paranormal investigator. And to be honest with you, I was like, eh, I don't know about this stuff. So I happened to meet a couple of people that were into it and they took, they, they, they encouraged me to go along. And I was like, this is great. Like if you really go to a haunted place, I mean, forget what you see on TV. If you go somewhere that's really haunted and you turn all the lights out and film it, 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 it's crazy. Did you go a few places prior to filming at this one to kind of whet your appetite to satisfy or, or did you go here prior and this is the place that did that for you? Well, what happened was I, I watched the first season of ghost adventures. Yeah. And from a production standpoint, I'm like, this looks fun to film because you get two or three people. You don't have a huge crew, so you're not expending a ton of money. And but the the key is is you got to go to a legitimately haunted place. So my thoughts were if Zach Bagans went to locations and had a paranormal experience with certain equipment, could I personally buy that equipment and go to the place and have a paranormal experience myself? That was my hypothesis. So I, I went out. I went to the Clown Motel in uh, Tonopah, Nevada. Spent three days there just filming test footage and playing with equipment to see if it worked. And the device that you see in the film, the Ovulus, is made by a guy named Bill Chappell. He's 17 years in the business. There's a six-month wait list to actually get that device. Um, highly respected. The first time I used that device, I was sitting at the Clown Motel, and I was in the lobby, and I was like, this is ridiculous, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I was like, <laughs> is there anything is there anything here that would like to talk to me and the device is on and it's not like the spirit box where it's like, this gives you an actual word. It says the word, it shows it on the screen. So there's no doubt what's being said. So when I did that at clown motel in the lobby, the thing said, no. So that kind of freaked me out. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, when we were, when we were watching this, we watched it not together, but we both watched it separately today and um we actually had a paranormal investigator on sometime last year and one of the things we were asking him because jamie and i i don't know if skeptics is the right word but i I think we have your position where we would find ourselves in the same situation where we'd be sitting in the lobby of the clown hotel we would be there um because we would be drawn toward that activity but we would probably be sitting there holding that thing in our hand like what this is ridiculous this isn't going to do anything and then we would have the same reaction right so i think we're in the same boat um but the dude we interviewed we asked him about the kind of equipment that you buy and you use and he listed all this stuff and he didn't mention even the idea of a spirit box i don't think or anything like this 
So after I saw this, I was like doing some research and I saw and I was like, oh, cool. I guess it makes sense, too, that it's like a hard to get thing. It's yeah. not easily accessible at the moment, right? No, it's like a $600 device. Oh, shit. And so you flew to Nevada and spent 600 bucks on a, a piece of equipment before you even started filming. So you're you were invested. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to make sure. Um, let me show my, oh, sorry about that. I wanted to make sure that I, what I was doing was authentic because anybody can go do Blair Witch and run around in the woods and mm. fake something. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Blair Witch. Uh, that, that inspired my first film, Behind the Sightings, which is basically Blair Witch with Clowns. If you guys e- uh, email me the address, I'll send you a bunch of copies of it. Y'all can give away that as well. Uh, Perfect. It's awesome. on Amazon Prime for free and Tubi and some of the other uh, AVOD networks for people can watch what I add. And, um, and I'm a huge fan of Kipsy tapes. So yeah. I, I like that style of filmmaking. But that, that's a tough one to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the Poughkeepsie John tapes? hates that one. No, it just I it's not that I don't like how it's shot and how it's the story's told. I think it's, it's pretty the way you feel in the dark afterwards. It's the way <laughs> it makes you feel like I honestly after watching that movie, I was like, I'm I will never love again anything. <laughs> I will never love a sandwich again. I will never love a coffee. I will never love my wife. Like oh, I've never experienced happiness. <laughs> that was an awesome movie. And to think that they sold that movie, I think it was for like two or three million dollars, and they settled them like I think it was MGM that bought it and they sat on it for 10 years and didn't know how to release it or market it. Um, wow. And they had Damn. the director who went on to direct the devil under a non-disclosure and he couldn't even talk about his own film. Um, Oof, that's frustrating. But after I did that with the clown motel, I went to um, a couple of different spots and they weren't nothing to mention about. And then, a lady told me about this this hotel, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And we went up there, and we just when I go, I'm kind of a Robert Rodriguez style guy. I, I love Robert, and the whole just grab a camera and shoot stuff because you never know what you're going to get, especially when you're running the gun and documentary filmmaking. Um, and the scene you see it in the movie, we're in there. I'm like, ah, I'm not, I don't know anything's gonna happen i want something to scare the crap out of me and uh they those doors start moving oh like that yeah, es- that establishing sort of scene there of the yeah yeah we we were sitting there trying to do something else in that ballroom and those doors start moving. and what freaked me out because my background is military intelligence so i'm thinking this has got to be a breeze this can't be right and then the lady that's with me, Maeve, she's she's an investigator and she does this kind of thing all the time. She's like, if if this isn't just the win, make the ovulus talk. And the ovulus started freaking talking. So <laughs> I was just like, this this is freaky, you know? Yeah. And, and the I, I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, the rules when you're making a movie, nobody really wants to see me go out and ghost hunt. I'm like, but how badass would it be to take Jason ghost hunt? You know, so how did how that start? Like how how did you forge that relationship with him? Oh, I've I've known Kane for a while. I've been in business with people that's made pictures with Kane, um, and I know Kane has a 
he gets hits up all the time for slashers and he's done he has a ghost hunting team the hollywood ghost hunters he's been on uh ghost adventures with zach bagans he actually choked zach bagans on ghost adventures uh him and ra leatherface and and he um i hit him up with the idea i said i got a place you probably never heard of that i believe is haunted as shit you want to come out for three days and film and he's like you better not bullshit me i was like i'm not bullshitting he's (laughs) like y'all no pranks nothing fake or i'm gone because he's very nice but he's very no nonsense yeah he seems that seems to be his approach yeah definitely and when he come out there you know i did like i said i was gonna do we had a great time um and I, he he's very even though he's into investigating he's kind of like what most of us that are horror fans are we're very skeptical of that kind of thing our shock value level is kind of higher than the average person that don't watch horror movies yeah and for sure and i we just let it play it out and liking kane hotter and being a fan of his uh i was out at a a horror convention years, uh, two years ago, I think it was in Arizona called Mad Monster, and got to see Kane doing uh, a Jason X costume photo op with Tom Devlin from uh, Face Off. And like that kind of stuff, I love it. And I like to see people like Kane and Bill do more pictures, but you don't see the big studios using them. Yeah. Um, and and that ticks me off because I'm a huge, not only Jason fan, but I love I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, and that's just heartbreaking what's being done to that franchise when Millennium did Leatherface and they shot it in Bulgaria instead of Texas, yeah. and and then this new one coming out I'm hopeful for, but who knows? The guy that's directed it has only directed one picture and they shot this one in Bulgaria too. Mm. And, and it just, it's, it's like, okay, you have Bill Mosley as chop top. You have Ed Neal sitting in Texas working, you know, he, he could be brought back. Why aren't y'all guys at the studios bringing these guys back and rewriting the story and just going out to Texas? Yeah. I mean, the fans would love it, you know? I don't think that I don't think the studios care about us as the fans. To be honest with yeah, you, I, agree. I think I think you're probably right. You, yeah. Every now and then, you'll get lucky with some filmmakers who. That's why uh, Vincent care. DeSantis yeah. needs to make the next Friday Thirteenth. Do you know uh, Vincent DeSantis? He he did the uh, Never Hike Alone uh, fan film for Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I I saw that. Um, I don't know him personally, but. I, th- I think he did well with that. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Friday the 13th franchise and if they're able to resurrect it. I know they just broke the news about Kane doing Leatherface for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game uh, that's being released, which I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of those things that we'll probably play for like one hour, but Love every second of it. Yeah, yeah, wait in line for like five days with the kids <laughs> under each arm. Yeah. Um. So you, you kind of mentioned the the paranormal team and how you sort of handpicked them and assembled assembled them. So you mentioned Kane Hodder has his own paranormal team. 
this team is not that team uh, and Correct. you sort of assembled it yourself so how you know who who are all these people how'd you find them and why'd you pick them specifically um Maeve and amanda they were local here i knew them um well i not for a long period of time but i had talked to a lot of investigators and i took people to places that i knew weren't on it and i kind of blair witched them <laughs> I, I was like what are y'all getting here and oh nice <laughs> it, it, like... it, it, pe- people that were like oh i'm getting this and i i no you can't do <laughs> you're out out and then i took them there and they were like i don't think this place is haunted and i was like that's my people yeah. that's who i want nice so were they all and local? they're horror fans were they local to the carolinas uh, yeah, they were up there. They're the ones that told me about Balsam because Waynesville, North Carolina, and Balsam—that is a very rural area. That's like squeal like a pig area. That's—I was gonna say, yeah, wrong turn. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. I was doing some research on the hotel. So that the hotel that um, that we're referring to that the film takes place in is called the Grand Old Lady Hotel, located in Balsam. Mm-hmm. Um, but formerly it was called, I think, Balsam Mountain Inn. And I think the townspeople call it something else, the Stanley. Uh, Stanley of the that's South. That's what everybody. That, that's what everybody was was trying to say is like, oh, this is like our Stanley Hotel. Yeah. This is this is where crazy stuff happens. And I tried to get people to go on record, and people up there are very close knit community. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and then you have a forty miles away, you have the Cherokee Indian Reservation. So there's tension there because the Trail of Tears went through there. Mm-hmm. And there was a battle there called the Rutherford Trace that where General Rutherford basically just massacred a bunch of Native Americans. Oh, wow. Um, so it's weird that that was so many years ago, but because you have the reservation right there, the wounds are still there from that history. Yeah, it um, seems like the in in the introductory uh, shot, you know, that's kind of described throughout the throughout the course of this that there are wounds on top of wounds, um, that physically, like this, this is like a commoditized version of like the capitalism that was representative. Of, like, hey, not only do we take your land, however, we're going to take this very large, hotel. ostentatious, enormous hotel that's going to link to a railroad which is like defines economy right at that point in time um so it seems like you know that's that's well kind of established on on the intro and then as i was doing research on the hotel and on the space um that all started to to resonate more and more so yeah i I was lucky with this to be honest that we found this location because so many people in so many places I've been to that they say their place is haunted. And even places that you've seen on these TV shows just aren't. And I found Mark. I've worked with Mark. He was on the film. He's a prop master. He's the guy. I don't know if you guys are Power Ranger fans, but he used to make the original Power Ranger props for the TV shows. Oh, oh dude. I Because when you said that, I was like, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. But what I was probably watching was what props he was making. And he worked on Rob Zombie's Halloween Kills. Um, and he had worked with Kane a lot. So 
I like the dynamic between him and Kane, so I thought that would that would work well. Yeah, that's a nice addition to have. A little familiarity. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, it's kind of hard to get any actor, plus much less a horror icon, take them to in the middle of nowhere to to uh, do this. What kind of uh, research did you have to do for something like this? I guess you kind of summed it up. Like you went and did your own yeah. uh, your own research, I guess, out and about kind of. Um, I studied the equipment. I mean, because yeah. you see the stuff on TV, but I don't feel like they they properly explain a lot of the things and how it works because some equipment that you see on TV, I didn't feel was as authentic as it should be. And I wanted to use equipment that was one that came with feel comfortable with. Um, and then two, I wanted to push the methods to the envelope. The scene where you see Amanda, she's sitting in the hallway with the blindfold on and the headphones on. Right. The, that's called the Estes method. And I wanted to do something that looked like a serial killer could kill her at any second. It was cinematically nice, but it was authentic. Yeah. And we set that shot up and then I put Kane and, and Maeve all the way at the end of the hallway in another room so that we couldn't cross contaminate them talking. And I, yeah. And you could feel that during the scene because um, Kane does keep saying like, what, what, what was that? What'd she say? <laughs> Um, yeah, that, uh, Jamie and I were talking, that definitely was my favorite scene and the outcome from that scene too, um, about the Jack character for sure. I thought was probably, um, for me, what gave me the, the biggest chill for sure. Yeah, that blew, that blew my mind because I just didn't, I I didn't know what I was going to get. And that was the most risky part of shooting this. It's like, okay, it's cool. I have a project to work with Kane. I love Kane. The horror community loves Kane. But how are we going to, what is going to happen? Is the ghost going to show up? Because when you film a paranormal thing, you can't just be like action and then ghosts are going to start going. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's why we actually stayed there. Like we, Oh, that's one of the questions I had. So you slept there. Yeah. And I'll never go back to that hotel again. Be honest with you. No. So, really? did, did you experience anything that wasn't captured on the the film um, personally, like brushing your teeth in the morning, for example, like any weird stuff? No, what I experienced—it's kind of embarrassing, but I put it on the DVD, the bonus features on the DVDs. I'll send you guys a link to it so y'all can get a laugh. Um, we're in the kitchen, and this is the other challenge of filming a paranormal investigation is, you know, I have a very small crew, two cameramen, a sound man, a PA, and um, a DTI person, you know, that helping out. They've all worked reality TV. They all work big ghost shows. They all, they're great people. Um, so, but you need that so you don't cross-contaminate the noise. So nobody makes a noise and you're like, oh, that's the sorry. That's the sound guy making extra because you got twenty people on set. There's literally less than ten people on set. Um, with that being said, we were in the kitchen at night trying to you know just see what what's going to happen. And I'm the type of person if somebody comes if we're, if we're out walking in the woods and somebody comes out and attacks me, I'm going to fight. That's no problem. 
But if there's something I can't see grabs a hold of me, that scares the crap out of me. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is because one, I don't believe that something that can't I can't see is going to grab. I'm I'm in a situation where I'm just like, maybe we'll hear a noise, maybe we'll get a voice. But we're sitting there in the kitchen, and I'm sitting beside this metal table. The cameraman done got spooked, and I don't know what the heck he was filming. So I couldn't use the scene for the, the movie. Um, so that, But it turns around, and I hear a right on the table beside me. Oh, God. And there was nobody there. <laughs> so I, t- I jumped like 20 feet <laughs> over to Kane. I'm like, Kane, Kane's laughing at me. He's like, oh, well, what are you scared of? I'm like, did you not hear that? Kane's like, oh, it's, it's not that loud. I mean, Kane doesn't care. He'll fight a ghost. He doesn't. I feel me, like he, I'm, he, I'm running. <laughs> that last scene really, I feel like in like, cause the last scene of the film is maybe, I don't know, probably five, seven minutes. Um, but he says, uh, as he's leaving that space, that like isolated area, um, that he was in there for like 32, 35 minutes or something like that. Yes. Could you imagine being in a, a room without lights on for that length of time? That That's that dark. Were you just holding your breath while he was in there? I was thinking that if I shot a project with Kane Hodder and something happened to Kane, that the horror community would never. Forget yeah. You're fucked. So I was, bet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he does say this might be the last autograph I ever signed. The guy that killed Kane. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, but Kane, and, and this is the thing, okay? And I don't care if we, 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 we kind of tell it. So we go to the hotel. I rent the whole hotel. So there's nobody there but us. And the owner's like, I'll rent you the whole hotel. This is the price. And it was a, a very reasonable price. Um, and we had, she's like, I'll give you complete access on one condition. And I'm like, what's the condition? She's like, you can't go in that room. And I'm like, so it's really, I had never been in that. So I'm like, how much square out of 40,000 square foot, how much, how big is that room? And she's like, Oh, it's not that big. And she act like it wasn't a big deal. Then when we get there, we learn that people got hurt in the room and that she doesn't allow paranormal investigators or anybody, or even people that work for her to go to the, to that room. So, of course, Kane's like, I want to go to a place that nobody goes. Yeah. Yep. So she's like, she's freaking like I'm freaking because I'm like, how, one, how am I going to send Kane in a room with no camera person? So we rig a DJ, we literally rigged a DJI um, gimbal pocket action cam up with the infrared light. And that was, that was Jack. And then a police body cam. That was all that was in there. And then Kane's like, y'all got to leave this whole section of the hotel. It it wasn't like I could stand outside the door and and rush in if something happened. (laughs) Man. That'd be so nerve-wracking. That was crazy. So did actual paranormal uh, investigators get hurt in there? Or was it just... That's what they alleged. That's what the the owner said. Hmm. And I'm the type, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of like I, I want to see like, like if you tell me something, 
if you tell me there's Bigfoot in the woods, I, I, I'm not going to believe you until I see it myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not easily persuaded. How many people worked like in the space at the hotel? Like not with your crew, but like that, that were there that were like employees of the hotel. Cause I, a couple times you, you guys no. met, mentioned like someone worked um, on the desk that said that she was thrown or something. Yeah. The late, there was a lady that worked the front desk that would come in every morning and set us out uh, breakfast food. And then that was it. We oh. purposely asked because we didn't want people walking around cross contaminating things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but, and, and that's funny because I talked to people that shot these big discovery channel TV shows. And one of the persons that did that worked on this film and they're like, Oh, you know, you can get a second take, you know, if nothing happens, you can, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, this is just, so all this is just one take footage that I just, to be honest with you, lucked up that we got, I mean, came the the story wrote itself when Kane's like, I want to go in the room and the owner's like, what will happen if, you know, I offered her a significant amount of money to let Kane in the room and she turned me down. Hmm. And that was on the first day. So I knew it was the owner legitimately had a huge fear of this area. And That's crazy. Were you guys able she, to extract any? Um, so for those listening, uh, if you've not seen the film yet, we what's the name of that device? That The Ovulus. The Ovulus. So there's this device called the Ovulus, uh, which interprets basically sound waves and extracts them into words, right? Um, so throughout the course of the, the film, there are kind of like random bits of words that are being communicated through this device. Um, so were, was there... So I don't know if we want to spoil it or not, but the room that we're talking about that Kane eventually gets access to at the end of the movie. Um, there's one word very relevant to this podcast that's uttered. Uh, and there's, there's another, but was there any kind of like theme or like communicative, like, was there anything that you guys kind of observed or extracted or, uh, reflected on, um, throughout or post or now that you've had time to watch and rewatch and, and reanalyze, was there anything, there like a narrative or anything yes and no i think professional paranormal investigators people that like go to people's houses and help them get rid of ghosts they do like sessions with the ovulus and my idea was just like turn it on all the time just keep it on yeah if it talks there's a ghost around if it doesn't it doesn't and Looking back and reanalyzing all the footage, it looks like there's a lot of stuff there, a, a lot of different things. And what's weird is if you do believe, look at it like I, I try to in my mind, I look at it like the exorcist um, when when Reagan plays with the Ouija board and Captain Howdy comes out when you start reaching out to the unknown you don't know what's going to come back so you i heard a lot of people telling me oh the name david is this guy from 18 da 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 but i don't know it could be some guy that it could be anything 
saying anything to mess with you. Like if I was a ghost, I would mess with people. Like I wouldn't be like, Hey, my name is Tony. I shot a movie one time. You yeah. should watch it. You know, I would just <laughs> mess with people. Yeah. So oh, I kind of yeah. think that that's what was going on there is things was messing with us, you know, just, I think they were messing with Cain because if you noticed it referenced fire a lot oh, and yeah. Cain had been, anybody that has followed Cain knows that he suffered that accident early on when he was yeah. um, a, a stunt man and he set himself on fire and suffered a lot of burns. And if anybody's ever got to, hasn't watched it watch to hell and back his documentary that's an amazing yeah so good documentary um but i thought that was weird and it, and i tried to pinpoint down to um you know was anything set on fire there and the answer that i got back was they used to burn down cherokee indian reservations but i couldn't prove it and i didn't want to i didn't want to lead the viewer to, hey, this is a nice, clean package of what this is. I just wanted to go there, film it, and let people watch it and decide for themselves what was going on, you know? That's actually what I liked about it, because there's no, like, there's a be- there's a beginning, middle, and end, but there's no, like, defined, all right, well, the person that you saw in the hotel had a daughter that was abused and kept in the basement, and that's who's been making the problems the whole time. Like, there was no, there's... That's this is not that this is a, you know, it's a reality. It's it feels like a yeah. What documentary. I liked about yeah. it was like you're saying like this was like let's see what comes. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like we're looking for the yeah. graveyard yeah. digger. Yeah, you know, it, it it's like you said. It was just kind of like there was no overall <laughs> we're narrative for the graveyard yeah. digger. <laughs> it, I've, and and you see that like like these shows that are paranormal shows have an agenda yeah, and they have a, they have a, a nice neat, you know, the graveyard diggers here and he was 1775 and he was Ben who got hanged or decapitated. And, and I, the, in my, from my limited experience researching the paranormal, it doesn't happen like that. Sure. When the other side, if this is the other side opening up, I mean, what happened happened. Nothing was fake. There was nobody off camera doing anything. That device can't be replayed or manipulated. Um, and that's why I like the Oculus and why Kane liked it. Because the spirit box, you hear, you can kind of interpret, how, your ears can play games with you and you can kind of not know what's going on. Sure. Um, but... I, I think that when you don't try to force a narrative, that's what happens is, 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 and that's how the paranormal communicates if it does choose to communicate and if all this is real, because at the end of the day, nobody knows what's on the other side until you go there. And I'm not trying to actually really go there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's all take our time. Did you, did you feel like you guys encountered, uh, mostly just like ghosts fucking around or did you feel like you encountered some hostility as well? With the thing that was communicating with Kane and the personal messages he was receiving, it almost made me feel like it was something negative trying to be nice 
I think a large majority of things were things that were just there existing. But going back to the exorcist, because to me, that's the definitive, you open up the portal to the other side and something sure. comes across. And I'm not saying anything demonic there. I don't, I don't have a clue what's there. Um, but it's, you don't know what's there. And why would something be nice to you or be mean to you unless it had an agenda? A motive. But I don't know. Yeah. A motive, yeah. It, but I don't know. If I was, you got to think, if you were a ghost, what would you do? Would you like mess with people? I would mess with people. I mean, you have nothing but time on your hands. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I guess you can't st- start like a human rights organization and solve the world's problems, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't. Do I mean, that. and it's go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. I was just. I feel like I would haunt really evil people, like really nasty fuckers. I would just like make their life miserable. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, but like a random family, I no, feel no. like I would just, you know, unless I wanted the dad to get busted for like being. Like burying bodies in the backyard or Being something. Yeah, creep. Yeah, yeah. But no, like my neighbors. No, no, leave them alone. Yeah, I would just like you They're know nice. hide their drawers and stuff like that. <laughs> I could have sworn I set my boxer shorts on this chair. I know the Grinch boxers were yeah. underneath the right. Sonic boxers. Right. I don't know what happened here. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I recently had the chance. Um, I filmed another pro- another paranormal project that's going to come out next year with Eric Vitale that did a show called Ghost Loop. He has the same – he's a horror fan, so he has the same mentality that we do. And what you'll find in the paranormal community is you have some people that are very paranormal-focused, and then you have some people that are like us. We love horror, so it's kind of entertaining to communicate. But he's on the actual team with that the Warren started. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, oh no! And way. I went up to Connecticut and got to meet the real Annabelle doll, real deal Annabelle doll, which uh, was crazy. It's like a Raggedy Ann doll, right? Yeah, but it's like it, I, I don't know if it's just like the presentation, but it's it's spooky. It's crap. I mean, sitting <laughs> in that box with the terror card, and you know the the they. They take that thing serious. I yeah. mean, that, and you know, it is what it is. And I got to meet, uh, have y'all seen, what is it? The conjuring three, the devil made me do it. Yeah. Yep. I got to meet Arnie Johnson. I think that's his last name. Yeah. Arnie, um, who was that the guy that actually got possessed and murdered the guy and went to prison that is based on. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting experience of, he kind of pers- beating him kind of, it was very eye opening because you met somebody that was a, you, you watch as a horror fan, you watch this stuff and you're like, ah, a possession. Nah, I don't know. But then when you meet the person that happened to that was involved in a homicide that did prison, that had an exorcism on it, and you hear what they have to say, it's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's spooky. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's scary stuff. Um, so, so, go ahead, Jamie. I was just going to ask, is it safe to say you came into this a skeptic and left a believer? Or I'm always a skeptic because yeah. there's a profit in, the, in, in anything. There's a profit and fame motive. 
So a lot of people will do and say anything to get on a movie to be on TV in hopes that they'll get a TV show. So sure. you, you, you have to be careful of that. Me personally, um, I was, I'll go ahead and say it. When I was in the Marines, I was at the Pentagon 9-11. And with all that death there, I'm not saying something paranormal happened, but the mood the energy shift was just weird. Like it, you could tell that something tragic had happened there. And so I know that there is some sort of energy, but it's just, you can't explain it. And when I coming into this, I was like, eh, maybe this will work. But when we got those doors opening at the balsam, I was like, but I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. When we brought Kane back and I've, I've got a crew there, I'm like, if nothing happens, I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I've went out and filmed a couple of these things and with just, you know, other people, not Kane and nothing happened. So I just dumped the footage off the data card and move on to the next thing. That's what yeah. you got to be willing to do. If you want to present something authentic. Yeah, that would be stressful. Seriously. I didn't, the- even, I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. Just the idea of like, okay. And him saying to you beforehand, like, no tricks, no gimmicks, no bullshit. I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it better be the exact right opportunity of like. Tony, why are you breathing on my neck? Yeah. Not too much. Not enough. Yeah, exactly. I know it's you, Tony, blowing on me. Um, Why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff, man? Uh, Other projects you got coming out. um, What's in the hopper for you and what can people look for and. Where can people find you to follow your work? Yeah, I have um, Behind the Sightings is out now. It's a found footage like Blair Witch with Clowns. It's on most uh, ADOD, which is Amazon Prime, Tubi, uh, I think, what is it, Voodoo, um, Plex. Uh, most of the streaming networks have that. And then Balsam, that's the biggest thing that I really need everybody in the horror community to come out because – for me, this is very personal in the sense that when you go to a studio to pitch for money and you mention the people that we in the horror, movement, the horror community love, it's sad, but the studios don't want to cut you a check to go make a, a film with a horror icon. And they're excluding horror icons from the new productions. I mean, you had Kane, you had R.A., you had Bill, you have like five leather faces we could have used for this Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's coming out. They didn't use none of them. Um, So I really need everybody's support on it because I would love to do a, I'd love to do a whole series of documentaries where I take different horror icons, ghost hunt. Oh, Um, that'd be awesome. You know, something relevant to the movie that they're in. And I've got a ton of people, um, that are interested in, in filming, but it's just the fact of proving that something like this is financially viable and they can go to H 13 media.com and see where all the movies is available to buy and stream. Um, and as far as other projects, I'm actually working on, I have the other, have a movie. It's going to be called paranormal proof, uh, hauntings of new England with Eric Valtali. That's going to come out next year. We're, we're editing that. I did. I took a friend of mine. Are you guys fans of hip hop? Uh, yeah, I am. Jamie more so than me. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm friends with. You ever heard of Petey Pablo? Did oh, yeah. Freak a Leak? Petey Pablo, motherfucker. I, I was, I was yeah. gonna say yeah. even uh, non yeah. pop fans probably know him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I took him on an investigation. Then I'm, we're probably gonna release that next year also. Uh, oh, cool. he's he's a, he's a real good friend of mine. He's a great guy. He just did a song with Kodiak Black, uh, Peggy Sue, which is really really great. And him went out to Texas about two months ago. He's he's just an amazing guy. Um, That's awesome. And I'm working I'm working on a script with Delissa uh, Rose right now from Sleepaway oh. Camp. Oh, yeah, awesome. Very cool. But the the issue with me when I work with with people that especially iconic people. What most people do is they try to shoot these people out in a day and get them off set because they're expensive. Uh, but what I want to do is showcase their talent and try to create something really special for the horror community because, you know, I I love horror movies and I just don't feel like that the industry is making enough to keep up with the demand of what we want. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I like the way you what you captured here was like it's not only Kane going on a, a ghost hunting adventure. It's we get to a little peek behind the curtain with Kane and his personal background, and yeah. you hear a little bit about his dad and stuff like that. That you know we even in uh, you know to Helen back you don't really get that info. So uh, to get that little peek behind the scenes was nice. Under the mask, behind the mask. <laughs> and, and what was funny is me and Kane were doing a. a a panel at a con and i i said um they said did y'all have to wear masks when y'all were shooting this and i was like who would want to see somebody running around <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I didn't, who would want to see someone running it. around a mask and then everyone's like looking at you like well like i'm the stupidest yeah. <laughs> and i just died laughing you know k was k was just like i don't know depends on the mask <laughs> that's funny <laughs> All right, Tony, this was great, man. We appreciate you taking the time and 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 we're super fortunate you guys reached out to us and uh, we appreciate you giving us the screener so we could watch it and yeah, uh, we hope amazing. everyone checks this out. Um, you can find it uh, all the places uh, Tony had mentioned here. So please check it out. Keep your eye out uh, for the end of the, the year here. We will be doing a giveaway of some uh, physical media of this as well. Um, but Tony, thanks, man. We'll have you back on for the next project. Yeah, man. It was a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys and thank everybody for listening. And I enjoy talking with you guys. Y'all have a great one. Awesome. You too, buddy.